I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our one podcast. This might be college football. Welcome in. It is March, and that means madness as we uh, say hello to you on a Friday afternoon. February done, the spring around the corner, March Madness straight in front of us. A lot to deal with here on a Friday afternoon. Let's get right to it uh, with uh, a number of guests. This is Got Everybody Talking. 14-team playoff, what does it mean? There's reports about a number of different models, one of which even includes automatic buys, first and second pick in the, in the, in the uh, whole tournament to the SEC and the Big Ten. That was one report yesterday. And Pat Forty is here to talk about it. Uh, he wrote a piece in... Uh, SI under the heading gluttony by the Big Ten and SEC would be catastrophic for college sports. And somehow he still made it past the censors here. Uh, Pat Forty uh, <laughs> joining us. <laughs> Good afternoon, Pat. And uh, I don't know how much of this interview will actually uh, be heard, but I- I'm eager to, to hear how you uh, feel about this. Go right ahead. How are you? Hey, I respect the SEC network for inviting all fair comment and criticism, and there will be criticism. Yeah. Well, uh, and by the way, we, we don't know everything yet, but we know, we know, we know something uh, is amiss. So tell us what you do know. So, yeah, the, one of the uh, proposals that's being circulated is the, the uh, college football playoff leaders narrow in on a expansion of the field uh, to, from 12 to 14 before we've even seen 12 uh, take place uh, is for multiple bids for select conferences, the most bids for the Big Ten and the SEC. That was kind of the news Wednesday. And then last night came the news that among the proposals being circulated is that the Big Ten and SEC would be accorded automatic bids uh, or automatic buys. They would get the top two seeds no matter what every year, uh, which I found outrageous. And I think a lot of people around college sports found outrageous. Uh, My phone was blowing up last night and again this morning with people just really kind of offended that, uh, that this uh, attempt at a power play has even been put on the table. And, and Pat, I mean, I mean I, when I first heard it, I, I didn't really believe it, but based on your reporting and others, it seems like uh, at least it's being discussed. Before we get to what you don't like about it, uh, where, do you, where do you think we are in this process? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it has legitimately been put on the table. Uh, you know, whether it will be accepted is, is an entire other matter. But, uh, you know, that, that this is something that was at least broached. And I believe Tony Petiti, the Big Ten commissioner, was the one largely driving the bus on at least uh, putting this out in front of everybody else. And, you know, the responses, uh, again, have been rather adamant from people that I know. I, you know, within the actual committee room with the commissioners together, I don't know how 
vocal or heated it's been, but uh, when they leave the room, <laughs> I know what the reaction has been um, from around several different leagues. Now, Pat, I don't know all their rules and regulations. I know uh, Heather Dennis yesterday was here, and she was telling us to get to a certain point or to get anything done, they need uh, unanimity. Uh, I don't know if that's applicable to the next contract or not, but how in the world do you think that room would agree on that unless there's something else that they fear? Well, yes, and I think that's that could be what you would get to is if there is a threat implicit or spoken that those two conferences will just take their ball and go and create their own thing, then I have a hard time seeing anyone agreeing to it. But if that's the, if that's the implied threat and there could actually be an SEC Big Ten breakaway, which Heather and Pete Thamel had tucked well down in a story yesterday, uh, the 19th paragraph that there had been Discussion among presidents and chancellors of that have them of a breakaway from the NCAA by those two conferences. You know, that's kind of the nuclear option. And I think a lot of people would like to avoid that. And if it means being strong armed into a bad playoff situation, maybe that would be acceptable. I don't know. How likely do you think and what would the path be if indeed that nuclear option was implemented? I don't know. I, I really don't. Other than we would be looking at a, you know, an NFC AFC style football playoff involving those two leagues. Uh, would they still try to maintain NCAA membership in other sports? I don't know. Uh, it would be difficult to do. I think they might have to break off in everything and have their own basketball tournament and their own baseball tournament and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, I think that. That would absolutely tear apart the fabric of college sports. I think it would eventually come back to bite them in a very uh, damaging manner, and uh, there there would be significant blowback to it. So if if that's what they're pushing towards, and they feel like they've got a strong enough hand that they can, the, just the threat of that gets them everything they want from a playoff, but they don't actually do it. Well, that's that's some serious brinksmanship. But we'll see if we get to that point. I realize this this is a lesser question when you're considering uh, DEFCON 1, but, but it's assuming that the, this does get worked out somehow, some way, what happens to that game uh, in early December that we all love called the SEC or the Big Ten Championship game? Well, it's a great question. Um, you know, I mean, if I would say this. If, if there is a 14-team playoff and the SEC and the Big Ten do get the automatic buys, that championship game becomes a big deal. It's already a big deal, but it becomes a bigger deal because the winner gets the bye and the loser is seated somewhere down the line. Uh, that would be the pres- presumption there. And that's probably what Petiti is angling for is like, yeah, let's make our big 10 conference turn uh, conference championship game matter more than it does now. That would certainly do it. But um, again, I mean, it's, it's a it's a big ask to get other people to go along with this. I think the Big 12 would be amenable to this setup, even though it doesn't, it, you know, it, it gives them zero chance of ever having a team be a number one or two seed, but they like the, the, the dangling carrot of multiple bids guaranteed, two, two bids for the Big 12, which obviously in playoff history has not been, would not have been a sure thing by any means. Pat, I know you've alluded to it a couple of times, but you had one line that got everyone's attention. You talked about after 
laying out what is being discussed. You said this is next level gluttony and next level cowardice. Uh, I don't really need to ask for much of an explanation, but I will anyway. <laughs> well, I think we could say the SEC and the Big Ten would be scared to compete for those top two two seeds because why shouldn't they be in competition for it with everyone else? If you've got the best leagues, if you've got the most money, if you've got the best players, if you've got the best coaches, what are you scared of? What's the problem? Why not just go into a level playing field before the season starts, have it decided on the field, and then say, all right, our teams, here's our teams, and we think they should be seeded one or two. And, you know, maybe maybe a lot of years, many, many years, that would be the case for the SEC. A few years it would be the case for the Big Ten. But there's also been many years when a Clemson would have earned a number two seed. So, you know, I, again, I just, I, it, to me it's like, We've got all the advantages, but we need more advantages because we're scared we may not get everything we want. Is it possible, Pat, that underneath all this there's another play and maybe that's to get the lion's share of the money, which really does matter? Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm not even sure how far underneath that is. But, yes, that you know they want uneven revenue distribution. That's been one thing. You know, the playoff has been – uh, equal in terms of shares for the conferences, uh, the power conferences, and now I'm sure this is part of a play to, you know, to get more of that share of the revenue. And you know, frankly, I think the the number of teams you have in the playoffs should dictate how much of the revenue you get. And again, that means most of the revenue will go to the Big Ten and to the SEC. Do you have to jimmy the system to make that guaranteed? That's the part that I don't like. Pat Forty getting us off with a bang. Many thanks, Pat. Pat Forty from SI joining us as we have a lot more to do here on a Friday afternoon. We'll talk about what Pat had to say. Jeff, Jeff Francoeur joining us, big league ball player. Now, a couple other things happening in his life. And Chris Vanini. I don't know if he played big league ball, but he's certainly a big league writer, and he'll join us later. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com Paul. That's H-I-M-S dot Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com Paul. Hardments are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back in. Let's uh, get to some phone calls here. And always great to hear from you at 855-242-7285. A few more headlines to pass along as we, we get into it. New Sentinel, Adam Sparks, Tennessee creating NIL salary fund. Yes, this is college football. For athletes, if power conferences defect from the NCAA, never, uh, never leave your uh, your roster in a situation where they will not be paid here. The student athletes, I mean, will not be paid. Let's get to uh, some calls. Uh, Trey, early on, Trey was a major uh, topic yesterday on the show. A back and forth between him and Jim. Trey, go right ahead. That is a quitter, Jim, Paul. Um, I'm at the, I'm fixing to have an MRI done, so if I have to go real quick, that's the reason I could cut you off, but I'd like to re- respond to Jim. I'm, try- I'm trying to get in. I don't know how long this is going to take. Um, Paul, first of all, he told, said something yesterday that was just totally untrue, and, uh, well, it was a half-truth about him saying he prayed for me. The only reason he prayed for me is because I called in and said I want to try to quit picking on Jim and try to be up, get uh, get into good good graces with Jim and try to talk to Jim, and then that's when he come back and then he started praying for me. He didn't start praying for me. Hold on a minute. Yes, ma'am. Here I am. I'm right here, Paul. I got to go. I'll, I'll, y'all have a great weekend. Thank you, Trey. Thank you. Okay, so uh, if just to re- recap, uh, Trey's first caller of the day, he is quibbling with what Jim said yesterday about whether Jim. Benevolently prayed for Trey, or the, the fact that Trey asked for the prayers, and Jim was just simply following up. And while he was doing that, he had to hang up because he was at a at a hospital about to get an MRI. I don't I don't want to say that you only get this type of stuff here on the Feinbaum Show, but you but you only get this stuff on the Feinbaum Show. <laughs> I mean, I, I know people, we've, we've been accused of everything, uh, paying callers. We've been accused of scripting all this. But in, in, in full candor, I, I, I am now even surprised at what I hear on the, uh, that's me. That's me surprised what I hear on the Paul Feinbaum show. Jim is up next. Paul, I just turned it on. Uh, Trey is an absolute blatant liar. I'll tell you the time frame. He might have been mixed up on the time frame when he called in and whatever he said. I, knew, I never heard that call about he wanted to, uh, I, wanted to, I was worried about him saying something ba- bad about me. No, the, the time frame of when I, when I prayed for him, Paul, was when he first called in and reported about, you know, you were there. That's, that's when I read that prayer. When he said he had had blood clots and he almost died, that was the first time I'd ever heard him talk about that situation. I fervently prayed for him. He got dramatically better, as you well remember, I believe. And, and you know, that's exactly what happened. And, of course, you know, that was it. And I don't know how many months ago that was, but since then, I just, uh, that, that's, that's the way the time frame was. I don't, but all I know is he's again lying and he's judging me. 
And judge not, it says, uh, Trey, judge not lest you be judged. I firmly believe he's being judged because he's a liar, Paul. I, I, don't, I, don't, you know, I don't lie like that. I am a Christian. I respond. I'm responding now. But I hate liars. God said, you know, the Bible says that the devil is the father of lies, and I hate lies. I know I'm going to have to stop hating the liar. And, and you know, somebody said, hate the sin, don't hate the person. But it's hard to separate when you got scumbags that call him, themselves Christian, and that's all that Trey is. He's a phony. He's a referee. You know, we talked about that yesterday. We used to call them guys shoe clerks. There were guys that, you know, bet on the football, and they said, look at those sticking shoe clerk wearing, a, you know, zebra striped and screwing them up on the, on the money because he had, had bad, made a bad call. I shouldn't have gone into all that, but I, I can't have it, Paul. I just can't stop talking about it. That infuriates me how he lies. But I promise you, he lied again. I prayed for him in that time frame when he first called, and I meant it, and I didn't do it out of fear. I did it out of love. That's all I got, Paul. That's all I can tell you. Thank you very much, uh, Jim. And uh, we all hope that the MRI goes well. Absolutely. Depends on what kind of MRI it is. I mean, some, some are simple. Some are very traumatic. Johnny B is up next. Getting in a little early. Hey, did Jim bless the MRI machine before all this? <laughs> I don't know. I hope so. Uh, dang. Trey's doomed. Hey, I, I'm going to, you know, here's a chance for these people that hold all day. And then they get on the bitch about talking about, never talk about sports. I'm calling in. I'm going to talk about sports. Uh, the topic of the day seems to be the 12 or 14 game thing. And I think I've heard you say, you know, you're in favor of why can't you just at the end of the season take the 12 or 14 highest ranked teams and put them in a playoff. Uh, but you know, yeah, I, I mean, that thing. was uh, that was uh, that's not happening right now. I mean, it, what, no. what we're seeing is is a major seismic paradigm shift in college athletics, and it, it's it's pretty obvious the Big Ten and the uh, SEC are deciding to let its uh, muscle well, be me, felt. Yeah, well, let me show you what I mean. I think it's money. They do not want to lose the SEC and the Big Ten championship games because for their leagues. That's a revenue producer. But if you think now we've gone, this will be the first year of the eight and nine, eight game schedule. You know, they talked about nine, but I think I can see now why they didn't go nine because of all this coming. But you're going to have some really great teams in the in the two biggest leagues that's going to have two losses, some maybe three. And I can see them protecting their conference so that it's not left up to some biased committee to put some paper tiger in there like they've done before, like you talked about yesterday, some of these teams that totally didn't belong. Because it comes down to who's going to bid for a, a, a game for streaming or a game for whatever, and it be, you know, TCU versus a powerhouse or something like that, like we ran into before. So I can see them, you know, doing what they're doing to parlay themselves into a position so that we've beefed up our league to make the regular season good with quality games. Now, I don't want to be kicked out of the playoffs because I've got some two and three lost teams. You see where I'm coming from? Well, no, I mean, and listen, uh, that's exactly what's going on here. And I know everybody thinks that those of us that uh, live in the SEC world are just, you know, bullies and boastful uh, with too much testosterone. But the truth is the statistics back it up. The SEC has had a team in every single playoff. You know that, and I know that. The Big right. Ten's been in there, what, a couple of times the ACC's had ACC two. To, had, has had two. Uh, the Pac-12 uh, had Washington a couple of times, and Oregon, 
and the Big Ten's barely be, been, be, been seen there. They had a couple of Ohio states and then Michigan at the end a, a couple of times. But I mean, I, I'm, I mean, if you're if you're out there in the hinterlands, you, you're upset. Uh, you know, Forty had every right to say whatever he wanted to say. But but Johnny B, we live in this every day. We know how we know how the SEC rolls. When Sankey came here, it wasn't just football he elevated. He wanted the market value of the whole league to go up. Football came along with it, and all the other sports came along with it. And when you improve all the way around, you're going to have some. You know, you're not going to have one or two teams with great records and the rest suck. You're going to have some parity at the top. I mean, I mean, last year, I, I would argue uh, there were two elite football teams in America last year, two that were ahead of anyone else, and that was Michigan and Georgia. And one of them did not make the playoffs. Uh, exactly. And I think that's what they're trying to prevent yeah. by getting these auto ends out of the big leagues because there's no way in the world with two hurt players and, and Bama getting the benefit of a trap ball call, Georgia was left out. Now, yeah. that's not right. I don't care what Florida State said. And quite frankly, uh, the, the year before, Alabama should have been in. Exactly. You know, this year they may have been the payback for leaving them out late. Yeah, but – Hey, by, by the way, Alabama didn't need any help getting in. They went out and beat the best team in the country, uh, and they earned their way in. Hey, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Swamp Dog is up next. Hello, Paul. Thank you for taking my call again. Thank you, Swampy. All righty. Yeah, I wanted to give you some kind words from the Swamp. You had kind of a rough week this week with Jim from Tuscaloosa. Don't get me started on that, man. <clears throat> he really gripes me but uh i wanted to refresh your memory about something that i said about you a couple of months ago where i compared you to johnny carson you right. remember that i do sure yeah and uh you have that ability you, you've taken a lot of flack this week i want to give you some time words and uh you can talk to johnny could talk to the biggest star in hollywood or a five-year-old girl it didn't matter. He could he handled it with class both ways. And you do the same thing on your show. You're good at that. And I, I well, hey, thank me, you. For, I, that means a valid. lot because I grew up on Johnny, and uh, I mean, I really don't believe that uh, I'm in that world. But I appreciate you mentioning it. Well, well, I yeah. Well, let me continue. I I got some more I want to say about okay. that. Okay. And you know uh, the. Um, the way you handle Jim, for one thing, uh, you got tough skin. You can handle him. And that guy, Snoop, that you talked to the other day, who had no clue about anything. Oh, yeah, Snoop's to. the one that asked me uh, <laughs> whatever happened to that guy at Alabama, meaning Nick Saban. Yeah, meaning Nick Saban. You can talk Nick Saban, uh, Kirby Smart, Greg Sankey, or somebody like me. And he, he treated everybody with respect. You did, you're good at that. Well, Swamp Dog, uh, I want to I want to thank you because uh, it has been a, a very long week. But I, but your comments are appreciated by everyone here as we head to the break right now. It's uh, we're just off and running. 30, only thirty minutes into a four hour program, a lot more to do here. Your phone calls, more guests, and uh, by the way, that picture we're showing on the screen, that is a signed picture by Nick Saban, sent to us by Dominique of Pittsburgh. 
He asked Coach Saban to sign that, and we are proudly displaying it from the GOAT. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome back on World Compliment Day. Did you know that, Randy? No. So I guess we should compliment you, shouldn't we? I guess. Okay, we'll, we'll get back to you. <laughs> Sam is up next in Kansas. Hello, Paul. How are you doing? We're doing well. Thank you. So I have a few matchups I'd like to say about the college football playoff potentially coming up. Yeah, sure. I'd like to say how... So KU versus Clemson, Lance Leipold versus Dallas Winnie. That'd be a fun matchup. What do you think so? Uh, I think it would be great. Absolutely. Well, if that would happen, um, I would say that. Who do you think will win that matchup? And who do you think that would? Who do you think that'd be a major matchup in the in the potential college football playoff? And who do, and do you think that game will be played at Arrowhead Stadium or would that be playing at Clemson Stadium? No, I, I mean right now. Uh... I think these games will be played on home campuses. So uh, it would be what, what in Lawrence? I think that uh, you know how the KU's getting a new stadium, you know, and they're tearing the whole stadium down. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That. Uh, by yeah, the way, I, I'm a big fan of that coach. Uh, he just got an extension, and uh, he's been with us a few times. Hey, thank you very much for the call. That was interesting. Very interesting. John is up next in Louisville. Hey, John. Hey, Northwestern's going to play over at Wrigley, I hear. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I wasn't Anyways, sure which team he was talking about, so I got confused. Yeah, I think he was talking about Northwestern. Oh, okay. Brandon. Yeah, okay. he's a heck of a coach. Yeah. So um, we start the show with uh, Pat Forty's, you know, usual grievance. And by the way, I like the auto too. I, you know, you look at the top uh, twelve teams, and they're all SEC and Big Ten, other than Utah, right? That is correct. Yeah. And uh, then we had some drama just to tie a bow on hate week uh, from the next two callers. And then uh, I got to thank Johnny B for bringing up sports and Swamp for uh, complimenting you on taking hey, the hits John, for the team I, this I week. Ask you, I ask you this, though. Um, <laughs> and I know it's been a busy week. Uh, the Supreme Court has agreed to hear uh, a defining case in American history. But I ask you, as one of our ombudsmen, how, how do we decide this issue in front of us between Jim and Trey. It's, it, it's not only, it's, it's, it's got religion, it's got church, it, church and state. Uh, is this a constitutional question? Does it need to go to a higher court? Um, 
I have no answer for those two today. I mean, Paul, this is supposed to be Lenten season, you know, where, um, yeah, prayer and pen. Yeah, pens we, we've and, already uh, had uh, a caller break Lent to call the show. Yeah, I, oh, that's right, Augie. He couldn't help himself. I mean, I, 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 don't, mean, I, mean I, I know I'm getting into a difficult area here, but do the normal rules of mankind apply once you get inside this little bubble? We need the archbishop so bad yeah, today. I, mean, I don't know but, if the, if the uh, Ten Commandments are applicable inside this room. I'm telling you, Paul, Leap Day yesterday was like uh, fire and brimstone. I mean, even Dominic's father inserted some salty language into his uh, daily script. Yeah. So thank God I Leap Year only Dominic, comes uh, years. And I say this with, all, with, with great love for the, the, the Marines. I've got a family member who, who's a Marine, but, but Dominic's starting to sound like he's a— uh, He's, he's on Paris Island going through boot camp, isn't he? Uh, he's worse than my Marine twin brother, but okay. then he flew, so he didn't uh, get down in the trenches with everyone. So anyways, Paul, I was reflecting that January was like a blur. You and I were out in California. Yeah. We both caught red eyes. It was a great experience. Then you have, I mean, Michigan wins the CFP, then saving quits, then they get a great hire in DeBoer, then you do your mea culpa that I was, Never yeah. so wrong as I was with Harbaugh. Then Harbaugh gets the best contract of college football and walks away. And then we go into February with coaches and coordinators and all in musical chairs and the recruiting violations and the two, what I, I think you agree, were milestone federal court orders. Yeah. So I have to ask you, Paul, other than um, Saint, uh, an, another St. Peter's being Kentucky and other than, uh, I don't know, uh, spring, the start of spring and daylight savings. What do you foresee in March? And I've got a great I don't know, John, because I, I, I uh, when I went out to uh, California, I told uh, Linda, my wife, uh, that we're going to take some time off as soon as I get back. And uh, I mean, there has, every week there is another uh, bloodletting. There's another Armageddon here. And uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I think uh, March has a couple. Of, I, I think there are at least three to four SEC teams from our world that could get into the Final Four. Uh, I don't know. If that's, a, yeah. I don't know if that's going to trigger anything. But uh, what do you think, John? It's been a blur, but here's the one I'm predicting. Uh, as you know, uh, I agree with you. By the way, that Nate Oates is probably a top three coach, and you know he and his family spent 11 years in suburban Detroit. Yes. So you got MSU's Tom Izzo turning 70, and the program's not meeting expectations. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Izzo he needs got, to go. I think that's the job that Nate Oates wants. Oh, there's another one. So you got Michigan head coach Juwan Howard, who uh, he's a was Michigan State three guy. Months with, huh? Uh, but but Nate Oates is tie. Yeah, you know, he's got really strong ties to Izzo. Oh, he does. But you've got the op- potential opening at Michigan yeah. and at Ohio State, three rich programs that can pay top dollars. But I agree. I could see him up at uh, Michigan State. No offense to Alabama. Remember, what was it, uh, two years ago, three years ago, Juwan Howard had the whole world uh, uh, on a string? Yeah, then that big guy left for $2 million a year in yeah. Kansas, and uh, he had the heart condition. And I mean, I remember I being with uh, one of his Fab enough. Five guys up in New York, uh, Jalen yep. uh, Rose, and he was just telling me how great. And I was like, where did they come up with Juwan Howard? Um, but... Those things happen. No, Nate Oates uh, is, I mean, he, I, I know what everybody says, and he's got, a, he's got a great situation in Tuscaloosa, but he will be in demand. 
they got to give them a blank check to keep them. Well, line. but I don't think that's enough uh, because I, that's I, true. I, I really don't because he can make money anywhere. Facilities and everything else, right? But he, but right now he is the best known coach on that campus. Yeah, at the moment. At the moment. <laughs> okay, hang in there, Paul. Thanks, appreciate it. Uh, let's check in with Iman up next. Hey, well, good afternoon there, Paul. How's it going? Very well. You, you know, there's been a lot of conversations from. I, I noticed it even on your monologue about you know everything going on with the playoff and paid callers and that kind of thing. And it is Friday and you know, to me to be an honest guy. <clears throat> and I heard John talking about the sec network. You're supposed to you know, represent Well, the, this is the timeline that I understand the ESPN and the sec created a network and the first person that they hired was you. Correct. Is that correct? That is that, that the, the right. SEC and the and ESPN are partners in this network. Right, right. And the first person they hired was you because they knew you carried a, a lot of weight across the South, and ESPN did not want to compete against you. And it was to their advantage to bring you into this because you are a major league player. You are a bulldozer out there in the screaming land. Of, of the college well, I was, I was hired uh, about a year and a half before the network officially launched. That is correct. Uh, yeah, it, that's what that's what I'm saying. I mean, there was no, there was no product out there, but you were there, and because you were in the thinking room with the thinkers. Now, Paul, I got to fess up. John's made you know it's Friday, man. You know me to be an honest guy, and you don't know anything about this. But I've been talking to some people out of New York City for the last three or four years. And and I've got an agent as well as four of your other callers. <laughs> and, you know, they, they came to us yes. because they knew that we were talented. They mm-hmm. knew that we were energetic and they knew we loved it. And we've had pictures made across the country and in various things we've talked and it's all kind of things. <clears throat> but our contract is coming up in June. Well, there are a lot of contracts coming I've up. Been making, right. I, 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 I've been making $1.25 million a year to call you. <laughs> And, and, you know, I need underpaid. the comments and the, I, I need the comments and the complaints or whatever. I like the likes on Facebook and, and, and Twitter. Okay. I need that energy behind me so I can get renewed. I don't know what, what position the other guys are in, but I know I need some help here. And, and, you know, it, it's not a lot of money, but it is Friday and I just need to get this off my chest. And, and I need your help. And if y'all well, can well, I mean, if I could, uh, I can answer that. We're all in the same boat. Every same same timeline here. Randy, you're up in a couple of months too. So, I think what we need to do, I man, is is all get together and, and plan a strategy. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's, it's a, a mutiny of nothing else. Don't tell because, anybody I mean, though. It, I don't want to be not, accused of collusion. It, it, no, no, absolutely not. I mean, we're all free-thinking people, and we're self-employed. Yeah, I mean, and, and there are a couple other networks. There are a couple. They get, you got the ACC network, and you got the Big Ten network. They but need. Why, why they the all need. They, 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 they could, to just stand out on the street corner and sell cookies. But but all, but here's the, here's my point. They need us. I don't know if I can do that, Paul. Okay. But well, I, I, you know what? I could dot the I in Ohio State. You yeah, know, I, mean, I, I think we take this show to the Big Ten it. Network. 
You have nailed it. I am the I in Ohio. You want to go, Randy? Let's go. Columbus or bust? I don't know if I want to. The, the, the know, Big Ten Network's in Chicago. What, what, whatever it takes. And you know what? And, and it's sad that Dominic's it's sad that Dominic's daddy's having to write his script and he's getting help from his peers. But you know, once once he matures a little bit and he gets to uh maybe looking at pictures of women, he probably won't be calling as much. I hope Have not. a good day, Paul. That was a very interesting call there. Uh we'll talk more about that and more when we come back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We are back. Uh, Great to have all of you here. And let's uh, check in with Expired, who is up next in Texas. Hello, Expired. Oh, I just woke up, Paul. I've been sleeping for two months, Paul. Two months. And thank God John from Louisville called in and let and, and went over the last two months of this show. Oh, my gosh. That's unbelievable how he just goes over and over and over things that had happened in the last 30 shows. Thank you, John, for going back over the stuff we already knew. Hold on. Uh, anyway. I, I, I have him on hold. There's a couple of things he left out expired. That would be great. So, oh, I, I, just, be- I ask, accidentally disconnected. Oh, oh accidentally. That's, that's even better. It just saves my breath so he doesn't call back in 45 minutes after we talk and tell everybody what happened. Okay. But anyways, Paul, I, I just wanted to say this. Uh, Dominic, if you're listening, uh, you're a really swell kid, and, and, and I think you're a really, really good caller, and you've got a, 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 an unbelievable voice. You've got, you got a future in something with communications or broadcasting, and, and you do a wonderful job. But, but when you read your script today, okay, Dominic, do me a favor. Tear it up. Throw it at your dad. Slap him around a few times and tell him, quit trying to make me into something that I'm not. Okay, it's kind of like this baby Gronk on Twitter with his dad screwing with him and, and wanting attention. Dominic, just pick up the phone today without a script and let it rip. You'll do a great job just like that. Uh, you know, if I was 12 years old and cussing like that, I don't have a great mouth, and I'm not going to lie, Dominic. Uh, I'm not going to be something I'm not. I'm, but I would, I would imagine that you, you were being raised right, uh, except for stuff like that and getting forced to, to cuss on this. Uh, if I was 12 years old, my dad would slap me around. So, Expired, so how, how, how many curse words did we hear from him yesterday? It was 
three or four of my, you met my wife, Katie, and she came in and she's like, Oh my goodness. And, uh, and we're no angels here. And, and, but, uh, you know, Dominic, uh, the, the roll damn tide, I think that's pretty funny. And I think if you would have kept it with this roll damn tide, everybody would be good with it. But, uh, but uh, quit quit listening to your dad. He's trying to screw you up. Yeah, I thought I was listening uh, to I a Stephen kept... A. Smith uh, rant there for a minute about LeBron. <laughs> him, him and Mad Dog <laughs> getting into it about curling <laughs> or whatever they were fighting over the other day. But I'm just sitting there going, wow. 12-year-olds uh, shouldn't talk like that. I'm not telling people how to raise their no, kids. No, listen, you're right. I, I know it, because I, I learned like you did and everybody else with uh, my parents what happened when you talked like that. I want to add one more thing. Today they would be arrested. Yeah. And I would know, be following the charges. What, <laughs> what's even more crazier than that, Paul? Uh, as I listened to the show today and got uh, reminded by homie from Louisville, uh, Jim quoting the Bible. That's like that's like me. Oh, hold on, uh, expired. Like uh, John's back. John wants back on. To, he, he missed he missed Valentine's Day to uh, to February twenty eighth. <laughs> You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show Podcast.